welcome you to the Wayne Hastings Company podcast. Today we're going to spend some time talking about writing. In other broadcasts, we'll talk about marketing books. We'll talk about writing books. We'll talk about things to help make you successful in selling your books. And as always, please remember you can send your questions to info at waynehastings.com. I'll be happy to answer your questions or even do a podcast on a question uh, that you might have. Thank you for joining us. I hope this is helpful to you. Look forward to talking to you today about some of the pitfalls we get into and how we can escape the correction trap. Um, When we're in a creative endeavor, often it's easy to get caught in the correction trap. We're, We're creating something and suddenly the left side of our brain engages and overwhelms the more creative right side of our brain. We find ourselves analyzing instead of crafting. We're trying to reach for perfection, but it's it's the wrong time. We we stop our imagination flow when we get ourselves into the correction trap. I, I love what author Julia Cameron wrote about this. She said, the perfectionist fixes one line of a poem over and over until no lines are right. The perfectionist redraws the chin line in a portrait until the paper tears. The perfectionist writes so many versions of scene one that she never gets to the rest of the play. The perfectionist writes, paints, creates with one eye on her audience instead of enjoying the process. The perfectionist is constantly grading the results. For the perfectionist, there are no first draft, no rough sketches, no warm-up exercises. Every draft is meant to be final, set in stone. Midway through a project, the perfectionist decides to read it all over, outline it, see where it's going, and where is it going? Nowhere. Very fast. Now, I'm not saying we don't need to produce quality writing. I'm not saying we don't need to correct ourselves. But there's really a time and a place for each of those activities. But before I go there, let's talk a little bit about the brain itself. Years ago, I read a book called Creating from the Right Side of the Brain. And it, it talked a lot about how the free-form creative process works. As, as most of you probably know, our brains have two sides, a right side and a left side. And they're connected by a cortex that sends messages back and forth. The left side uh, is, is a verbal side. It, it uses words to name or describe and define. Uh, the left side is an analytic side. It, it figures things out. It takes things and puts a step-by-step process to those things it's, it's figuring out. Uh, the left side is symbolic. It, it uses symbols that usually stands for something. The left side is also abstract. It, it, it takes out a small bit of information and uses it to represent uh, probably the whole problem or the whole thing it's looking at. Your left side is digital. Those of you who love math rec- recognize that, and those of you who hate math recognize it as well. It's also logical. It, it draws conclusions based on logic and the five senses rather than it's any kind of intuition that we might have. And, and the left side is very linear. It, it thinks in terms of linked ideas, um, A, B, C, 1, 2, 3, um, instead of a more mosaic look. But the right side, the, the, the creative side, see, that, that side is, is nonverbal. Um, it's, it has minimal connections with words sometimes. It, it, there's this intuition that, that plays into it. 
uh, it's it's synthetic in in the way that it puts things together to form holes. It's it's not analytic uh, with a step by step process. It it can grab disparate things and put them together and and make them work. Um, it it relates to things as they are right now in in the present moment. Um, it's also analogic. It, it sees likenesses oftentimes between things that don't really seem to have a logical relationship. But that right side helps us glue those things together that perhaps don't make sense, but at the same time make an awful lot of sense uh, when they're glued together. Uh, It has no sense of time, which in the creative process is extremely important. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I'm writing, I get lost in in writing when I'm in that creative zone. And, And when I skip out of that creative zone and get out into the corrective mode, I lose that sense of time, that sense of timelessness. And uh, I begin to, to think about things at, the, at that time, in the, in the creative process, I shouldn't think about. Uh, the right side is also spatial. It sees things um, in relation to other things, how parts fit together. And it's extremely, as I mentioned before, it's extremely intuitive. It makes leaps of insight often when there's incomplete patterns. Um, and it's holistic. It sees whole things all at once. And it sees patterns quickly. So we, we get ready to write we, or paint or whatever the creative process is, and, and we sit down and, and we're ready to go. Uh, we have the easel up or the computer open, and, and we're ready to go, and we, we start. We, we begin our process of creative writing or creative presentation, and suddenly that little red squiggly line appears. And that little red squiggly line is a, is a warning to us. Whoops, we've made a mistake. Whoops. We've done something wrong. Oh my goodness, we've got a red squiggly line and we need to be careful. So suddenly, and almost without thinking, we stop the creative process to go back and create the red, correct the red squiggly line. And it's, it's too bad because now we've broken that nonlinear, that symbolic, spatial, intuitive process to get corrective. And it, it breaks our creative thought. It takes us away from what we're doing uh, in the creative sense and puts us into a mode of correction. And just like the perfectionist in Julia Cameron's quote, we, we do it so much that we, we, we lose the whole of, of what we're doing. Uh, again, I'm not saying there should not be editing and rewriting and corrections. I, I read once where Ernest Hemingway we rewrote a paragraph 50 times before he was happy with it. So I'm not saying that we shouldn't have times of editing, rewriting, correction. I'm not saying we shouldn't have time to reread our work, go back through it, make sure it makes sense. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is that there's a time for that left brain activity but not when the piece is being created. Not, not when your imagination is flowing. Not when your thought process is getting into gear to create. There, there's plenty of time for correction. And we need to know that the correction trap is always ready to spring and destroy those creative juices. And, and knowing that might just help us keep focused on the, the creative process. So, so how, do, how do we avoid or escape the correction trap? Um, what I've gathered from working with writers for over 30 years are, are some things that, that might help you. I know they've certainly helped me in my, in my writing. First of all, 
uh, we need to set aside time for both creative writing and for correction. The, the, many writers that I know uh, set these as separate functions within the process of good writing. Um, when, will, will ideas come when you're creating? Uh, when you're correcting? Absolutely they will. Ideas will come when you are correcting. Take note of them. Write them down. Make a note. Whatever it takes to capture them at that moment. But I strongly advise not to create when you're correcting and not to correct when you're creating. So set aside those periods of time. What I do is um, I will come in and I'll start my writing process and I will just write. I won't pay attention to, to what the little red squiggly line says in pages or word. I don't pay attention to, to anything but just getting down what my thought process is. And I, I then go back and correct it after I've, after I've literally dumped uh, what I've found um, up on paper. So that's, that's one thing you can do. Um, I also put myself in a position to create and write from the right side. Um, that, that open, creative part of the brain sometimes needs a place um, or an environment. So what, what I do is I, I try to get myself into an environment that, that puts me on the easily into the right side. And for me, um, there's a couple of things that I do to, to make that happen. For, first of all, I have uh, on Pandora a number of stations that I've set up that I call writing music. These are, this is music that uh, gets me into a creative mood. For me, it's instrumental music. I can't listen to lyrics while I write because suddenly I find myself singing. Um, so I, I, I want to stay in the creative process. I don't want to bother anybody with my singing either. So um, I, I try to get myself into, a, into that instrumental mood. Um, it's a, it, for me, it's, it's, it's a drift between classical music, piano music, uh, I just have a number of stations, depending on what mood I'm in, to be able to, to put myself in that creative mood. I, I, I like uh, a diffuser or candles. I really enjoy um, doing creative things with some kind of scent. Um, I don't know why that helps the creative process for me, but I found that it does. Um, and then, of course, I don't look at what I've written. I've mentioned that before. Uh, instead, I... I consciously try to corral that left side um, and that analytical thinker and close the door on that person, and I just dismiss the urge to correct. So, so for me, uh, just to go back over that, it's, it's some, some writing music, an environment that, that I enjoy, and um, it's also putting a cage around that analytical thinker. And believe me, I, I can step into that analytical thinker extremely easily and it, um, it, it is dangerous. So I, I shut that door mentally to get started. Um, also, um, whatever you need to do, do it to be innovative, open, and imaginative. Yeah, this might mean turning off your phone. This might mean turning off email. It may mean taking a long walk, getting out in nature, uh, seeing what the creation that God has to, to give you that creative insight. It might mean reading a book. Whatever it takes for you, sort of like a pre-launch, to get into that creative mood is extremely important. Uh, you, you want to remain creative. You want to get creative. And sometimes, sometimes I'll just take a break 
uh, and go take a walk through the neighborhood just to get my eyes focused on something different, to get to do something differently. Uh, my wife is an extremely creative person, and one of the things she likes to do is garden. She'll go out and garden for a while and then come back into her creative process. And it really keeps things going, and it really keeps us outside of the correction and analysis mode and keeps us in that creative mode. So um, it, it's just a way to, again, enhance your environment to stay creative and, and not get analytical. Uh, writers have a unique ability to take random research, data, insight, and, and put that into words. And, and they, those words inspire, they, they teach, they, they tell a great story. Um, r- remarkable writers do it in a unique and different way um, because most of them are able to avoid the correction trap while they're creating. They, they set aside time to fully create something exceptional. Uh, do they rewrite and edit? Yes, they do, over and over again. But they do that after they've spent their time creating from the right side of the brain. If I can encourage you at all today, it's to find that place, find that way that you can easily get to that nonverbal, analytic, spatial, intuitive, holistic place of the right side of your brain and create. Then come back and do your corrections. Then come back and try to make it smooth. Then come back and do your editing and your analysis of what you've written. And I think you'll find that you'll not only enjoy writing a little bit, it won't drive you crazy to sit and edit and correct at the same time. And I think the process will go much smoother for you and you'll be able to create some really good things. As always, you can visit my website, waynehastings.com. There's some free resources there that can help you with your writing. Uh, We will continue these podcasts. And again, if you have any questions or any thoughts about what future podcasts you'd like to see, you can contact me directly at info at waynehastings.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.